Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. We got a big show planned today. Super Bowl champion John Stinchcomb with us at 1020. And also Champ Bailey heading to the College Football Hall of Fame. Another Super Bowl star will be with us at 1035 today. So really excited about that. Glad to have those two gentlemen on. And the gang's all here. Adam Gillespie, Derek Thomas, Sean Nurney. We are ready to roll here. Buck Baloo Show Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Here on 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Got the mobile app. Listen on the smart speaker. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Brought to you by the Haug Law Group. Nerney, let's get to work. Buck's Big Take. Take this to the bank. The New Orleans Saints promoting Dennis Allen from defensive coordinator to head coach, replacing the departed Sean Payton is a good thing for us Atlanta Falcons fans. Sean Payton absolutely owned us. His Saints teams were 21-9 and against our Falcons. That's a 70% winning percentage, folks. And nobody did it better against our Atlanta Falcons. So we're, uh, we should be happy that Payton's out of there. So what about Dennis Allen? Well, he was 8-28 as the Raiders head coach in his first head coaching job, so that wasn't real good. That experience probably helps Dennis Allen a little bit in the second tour as a head coach, just having that experience. The Saints defense under his direction is, is legitimate. They were one of the better defenses in the league this year. But listen to this. Know this. Dennis Allen takes over the Saints with no big-time quarterback like Sean Payton had. Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they were a handful. Well, Dennis Allen right now doesn't have a quarterback, a legitimate NFL quarterback. So look for the Falcons to flip the script, baby. Get this thing with the Saints turned around. It is a new day in this NFC South rivalry. Lord knows we needed it. And there's your big take. Leads us right into a college football nugget. Mmm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, following up on the Brian Harson story... Overnight, more details coming down. By the way, Brian Harson still has the job. Yesterday, we spoke about Brian Harson losing the Auburn job yesterday. Well, he still got it. And more details coming down. Harson says the charges are a bunch of bull blank. Can you say that on the show? I think you're okay. No, the real term. You can say anything once. Harson says the charges are bull poop. He used another term. Turd, I can say that. Right? Yeah, something like that. 
Now, he's conveniently out of town on vacation. Expected back tomorrow. Because the SEC head coaches are in Birmingham Thursday. Wonder if he's going to be there. Now, the out is a mess over at Auburn. They've got an outgoing president. Jay Gog is his name. And he's been talking to the media. He says they are collecting more information on Harson and what, what has gone on in the first 14 months of his, his administration, collecting more info, talking to student athletes, the staff surrounding Harson, trying to separate, as, as he says, quote, unquote, separate fact from fiction. Gog says, I quote again, moving quickly, trying to get to an appropriate decision. Now, this decision is going to be made outside of the Auburn Athletic Department with a outgoing president. This is a mess. At stake for Harson, $8.3 million of salary due to him over the next five years. He's fired. He's fired. They owe him $9.15 million in the next month. And the rest will be due in quarterly installments. I'll tell you what, to me, what, what's not a good look is their defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, who stuck around for just one year, the former Vandy head coach. He took that job at Oklahoma State and basically took a half million dollars in pay cut to take the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator's job. I mean, what does that tell you right there? He's going to leave the SEC, leave Auburn, go to the Big 12, and coach in a lateral move and take a drop in salary of a half million dollars a year. What does that tell you? He couldn't wait to get out, get out of Auburn. So this is an ongoing situation. We'll continue to monitor it with Brian Harson, who says all these charges are bull poop. They've lost 20 players and five coaches under Brian Harson. That trend is a little hard to ignore. Here's your college football nugget. And there's a warning coming up on my uh, computer here in the studio. It says the system has detected four threats. The virus has been found. There's a system infected. I mean, what is the, these locker room guys? What have they been pulling up on the Internet? Oh, my, my goodness. That, that's home team's uh, computer in the morning, right? All right. So then you got Cellini after me. Yeah, he's... Uh... Yeah, that, that could be a target right there. We better get Auburn investigating this a little bit. I mean, the last thing I need, three viruses have been found. Click here to scan. Your PC is damaged by malicious viruses. Tap here to continue your protection. I don't think we have any protection. Who's in? Then you got turn off here late in the afternoons. And then that audio fun bag, Lord knows. Uh, I, I'm going to put them right up at the top of the list. The audio fun bag, I believe. If I was going to point the finger at somebody, that's that's where I'd be pointing it at. I'm just saying. 
All right, let's get to a head Buck Bully Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. <laughs> and Mario Cristobal, he's been busy down as the head coach with the Miami Hurricanes. He has hired the Georgia defense back coach, Jamal Adai. Is that right? I never could, uh, you know, master the pronunciation of his name because it reads something different. I mean, it looks like a day, but it's a die, Derek. It is a die. I just called him the Georgia defensive back. And technically, his first name is Jamal, but I think he just goes by Jamal. I mean, get a load of that. So, you know, you read it one way, it's pronounced another. A die is correct. A die has left Georgia to become the Miami Hurricanes defensive back coach. So here we go again. Another lateral move. Or is it? Is it a lateral move? I mean, he's going from defensive back coach to defensive back coach. But he's going from Georgia to Miami. So the top of the heap in the SEC, and you're going to Miami, who's trying to rebuild. Miami, by the way, maybe trying to get back at Georgia for taking Brian McClendon off their staff and plugging him in at Georgia as, as the wide receiver coach. Adai did a, uh, on the surface, looked like he was doing a good job. Spent one year on the staff, and the secondary stepped up. They were number two in national uh, college football nationally, passing efficiency defense. They had 16 interceptions, which was top 10 in college football. This guy, uh, Adai, was also showing off his ability to recruit put together a really uh, good class of guys this recruiting class. You had Marvin Jones Jr., five-star defensive end. Jaheim Singletary, five-star cornerback. Uh, Dalen Everett, five-star cornerback. Julian Humphrey, four-star cornerback. So on the surface, you look and say, Adai uh, did a good job on the field. Uh, the secondary, one of the best in college football and certainly getting it done on the recruiting trail, which is huge. Word on the street was, though, he and Kirby really didn't hit it off that well. That's what my sources were telling me. Word on the street, just not a good fit. And so he's gone after one year. He made $500,000 on the Georgia staff last season. I'm not sure if he got a raise or not down at Miami. But Georgia now in the market for a new wide receiver coach. You think Chan Bailey's uh, interested in the job? Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. Coming back on the other side, Super Bowl champ John Stinchcomb. Then also College Football Hall of Famer in the newest class, Champ Bailey's going to hang too. So stick around. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
Buck Blue Show, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. Busy day, Champ Ailey and John Stinchcomb hanging out. And let's head to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on John Stinchcomb now. He is a, a Super Bowl champion and a Georgia legend. John, we appreciate you taking time for us today, man. Well, I'm honored to be on the show, especially uh, with the likes of you and Champ in the same day. Wow, truly humbled. Road Dog says the ratings are going up right now. Uh, you can see it here in the studio. Just the mention of your name, shooting it up big time. John, let's start with this. want to talk a little Super Bowl with you and look back at, at your experience. But with Sean Payton stepping down, and I talked about this earlier before you came on, his record against the Atlanta Falcons, nobody's done it better. 21-9, and nine, stepping away. This is good news for us, regardless of who they bring in. Can you tell us about the man, Sean Payton, and the job he did when you were playing with the Saints? Well, exceptional mind for the game. Obviously, he uh, is one of the best offensive coaches in, in the league um, and, and had made his chops in, in that field, in that arena. But what's exceptional about him is, uh, you know, he, he was raised under the Bill Parcells tree and I think came in so prepared for the position, knowing that, you know, at the time, New Orleans was uh, one of the worst teams in the league. I think organizationally, um, there was some dysfunction, and, and when I got there, I uh, played uh, for three years before Coach uh, Coach Payton got there, and talented guys, but the culture wasn't winning. It wasn't a winning culture. So when he got there, um, one of the first things he did is you, you turn over two-thirds of the roster, and um, we, we moved training camp to Jackson, Mississippi, and he had to really just totally renovate that entire organization and did so exceptionally well. And I think created an identity and a culture that has withstood the test of time. I mean, on, a, on an annual basis, I think New Orleans is one of the teams that you think about as, as having a good chance of, of making a run in the playoffs. And um, I'm, I'm sure Falcons fans are looking at it and going, man, I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad Tom Brady's retiring and, uh, there's there's more opportunity in the NFC South, NFC South than there has been in, in recent years. And Drew Brees? Yeah, oh, man. Well, uh, exceptional. One, one of the, the best leaders I've ever been around, obviously individually talented, but one of the guys that always put team first. And uh, w- when I get to speak about him, one of the stories I like to tell is um, – you know, when you're injured, you have to come in early before team meetings and, and get treatment. And so you're there about 630 in the morning, and there's always going to be at least one car there before you get there, and that, that's Drew's. And on Thursdays, as an offensive line, we'd go to dinner um, as, a, as a group, and Drew would come with us. And there were most of the time we would have to order for him uh, because he'd be showing up late, and it wasn't because he was rude. It's because he'd still be at the facility working on a game plan and, and trying to figure out uh, the best ways to put the team in positions to succeed. And th- that's the same guy uh, when he got there in 2005 as, as what uh, he was when he retired last year. 
you know, the, the amount of time and effort that he would put in, not just for his own individual performance on Sunday, but so the, the team would have an opportunity to succeed. To succeed. Um, that's just who he was. And uh, it's so fortunate when you're around coaches like Coach Payton um, and, and players like Drew, it raises everyone's performance. And uh, I think that's what the great ones do. They make everyone around them better. Super Bowl champion John Stinchcomb on the Buck Blue Show. He's our NFL Super Bowl truest on-up analyst today. And John is a Georgia legend. I mean, you, you played on a uh, championship team at Georgia and had a lot of success. Could you feel the rivalry between the Saints and the Falcons, even though you were a, you know, the Georgia fan base loved you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, every time we'd come and, and, and play in Atlanta, I would have numerous family and friends say, you know, I, this is the one or two games a year that, that I'll root against you. And <laughs> you kind of laugh about it because you think, well, they're, at least they're honest about it. Um, but it, it's a fun rivalry. And I can't tell you the number of times, Buck, where I would, uh, I, there was a game where I had a holding call and I just knew by the time I get <laughs> back to my the locker in the locker room that I would have 50 plus texts of like, Hey, I saw you hold John Abraham. Like, yeah, well, why don't you come try to block this guy? I mean, I felt like I needed a crowbar at times and, and, and brass knuckles. But um, it, it's it's such a good rivalry, I think, uh, especially post-Katrina and, and the number of uh, Saints fans that were displaced and um, the reception that Atlanta gave them uh, on a human humanitarian level. Uh, there's appreciation for that. And I think it's a healthy rivalry. I think uh, when you look in the, the stands and the crowds, um, yes, there's some back and forth, but it's done in, in a way that uh, is in appreciation of the game. And I, I certainly enjoyed it as a player. And uh, I, I think that's a sentiment that's held on, on both sides. So we'll talk about the game, the Super Bowl game, uh, 2009 season. You guys beat Peyton Manning and the Colts in the rain down in Miami. We'll talk about the game in a moment. But what about that? It was a great year for you, a Super Bowl season. Uh, you're a Pro Bowl season uh, caliber performance you uh, put out that, that year. Tell us about how big the scope of the game, the big game, the Super Bowl. What was it like being a part of that? Oh, well, it, just getting there. I mean, it was a, a special season. We start off the year 13-0 and 0 and uh, just a great group of guys. I, I think for all the championship teams that, that I've been able to be a part of, state championship in high school, SEC championship, and uh, my senior year, and then obviously the Super Bowl in the NFL, it's always, always with just a great group of guys that is – plays selflessly and there's sacrifice across the board. Uh, you know, you can't win without talent. That's a, that's a big piece of it, but I've been on other talented teams and there's not the, the selflessness that championships demand. And so throughout that season um, to witness the, the high caliber players willing to sacrifice individual stats and put themselves in the line and, you know, it, there's times where 
you're playing less than 100%, but it's well worth it because the guy next to you needs you. And, um, you know, that year is obviously very special. And you you go into the playoffs, and we start with Kurt Kurt Warner and then uh, with the the Cardinals at the time, and then we play arguably the most talented team in the NFL that year in Minnesota, uh, led by Brett Favre. I mean, they were loaded. So um, that was the NFC Championship game, and we end up – having a Garrett Hartley field goal to, to win it in overtime, um, which probably was the main impetus for a change in uh, overtime rules to at least give the both teams an opportunity to touch the ball if a touchdown's not scored, which, you know, there's plenty of overtime drama in, in today's analysis of, of NFL games, and there's probably going to be some revision to that rule. But, um really special occasion. It, it's funny, you know, that was one of the first years where they put the Pro Bowl in the same city as the uh, Super Bowl, and it's the it was the Sunday before. So, you know, we just beat Minnesota. We're heading to Miami. Um, it, it was the year that, that, that I made the Pro Bowl, and, you know, there's seven or eight of us there. But um, for the guys on the Saints team, you know, they, we, they just have us in, like, windbreakers and a hat. And they want to introduce us with the uh, rest of the NFC team. Well, you walk into that locker room with the Pro Bowl guys, and about a third of that team are Minnesota Vikings players, and they were none too thrilled to see us, uh, you know, having just lost in a, in a nail-biter in a uh, pretty hard-fought game that was defined by, by turnovers from Minnesota because, you know, other than – them handing us the ball on a couple different occasions. Um, they, they, they were a really, really good, talented team that played great football all season long. So uh, you walk into that locker room and there, there weren't exactly smiling faces for the uh, players that had the Vikings helmets uh, sitting next to them, but just a really cool experience. And as you head into that Super Bowl. Uh, that week, it was, you know, you're just trying to take it all in. And when you have speakers come talk to the team, they're telling you to, to find those moments uh, because this very well could be once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and you, you don't want to miss a thing about it. You know, I remember a couple of things about the game. You guys were down at halftime, and you come out and you have the onside kick to start the second half, and Really got you going. You guys outscored them 25-7 to in the second half. And then I remember how it ended, the icing of it, as Tracy mm. Porter had that pick six off Peyton Manning, took it back to the house. Had to be a glorious feeling. Oh, it was unreal. You talk about some, some lifelong memories. I, and not just being able to recall it, but being able to feel the emotions of it all over again. I know – you know, I played tackle. So you got Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, the two nightmare defensive ends for the Colts. And, you know, for the, the two weeks leading up to the uh, Super Bowl, we knew that it was a, a, a likelihood that at some point we would call this ambush onside kick. So halftime lasts forever. You know, they got to put on a concert and, and make sure that all the fans that have paid – thousands of dollars for their tickets are not only enjoying a good football game, but are uh, treated to uh, a multitude of experiences, including a, a halftime concert. And it lasts forever. You know, it, it, instead of 12 minutes, it's more like 45. 
And during that time, Coach Payton had come around the room and said, hey, listen, offense, get ready because we're going to start this second half uh, with this onside kick. And the good news for us is, you know, Robert Mathis, um, or excuse me, Dwight Freeney uh, was coming off an ankle injury. There was some debate as to whether he was going to even play in the Super Bowl, which, you know, of course he did, and what a difference maker he is. And as a tackle, you're going every play we get uh, without him on the field is is a, a blessing that we need to thank them for, for that opportunity. So we have this onside kick. Well, uh, Freeney hadn't taped his ankle up yet uh, coming out of that half. So we got an entire series without having to block him. And, and Jermon Bushrod, the left tackle for us, you know, we're high-fiving each other at the end of that series uh, because, you know, we come away with more points on the scoreboard, but also a, an opportunity to get out on the field without having to worry about Dwight Freeney for a, for a series. But, you know, you're in the Super Bowl, it's in the fourth quarter, and you're up, but across the field from you is Peyton Manning. And as we all know, it, it takes Peyton Manning all of about four seconds to lead his offense down the field and score and uh, ruin your day as, as a, your, the opponent. And we're sitting there, we, we had taken the lead, and there's only a few minutes left in the game, but, you know, you got uh, Marvin Harrison and, and – uh, Dallas Clark and Peyton Manning is, is at the helm. So you just, we're talking about on the sideline, hey, if we need to get back out there and score some more points, we're going to be ready to go with that. And when Tracy Porter, you know, jumps a slant route and takes it back to the house, you're going, unbelievable. I think it's finally going to happen. We're going to win a Super Bowl and, and bring it home to a uh, an organization, a city, a region that has been so very hungry for this moment to, to come and we get to be a part of it. So unbelievably special uh, experience for me. And I'm grateful that yet again, this year, there will be some more dogs um, that get to experience just that, whether, you know, the Rams or the Bengals win, we're, we're always well represented as a, a dog nation. Yeah, we uh, we had the Braves win the World Series, and then Georgia Bulldogs turn around and win it for the first time in 41 years. It's been a glorious run for us here in Metro Atlanta. How about those dogs? Oh man, you, you, what a great year! Uh, as, as Georgia fans of sports, I mean, I, we've always felt like there was this glass ceiling that you know, are we ever going to win a, a a championship? And to have the Braves and our beloved dogs in the same year. Um, come home with trophies. I, I, we're living on cloud nine, right? I mean, I don't know if our, our feet have touched ground yet. Um, and just the way they both teams did it uh, made it special. I know for this Georgia Bulldogs team, uh, there were high expectations entering the entering the season. But um, there's always that piece of you that knows. Um, that anything can happen. And as many injuries as Georgia dealt with this year and the adversity that they faced and, and having to recover from a SEC championship loss against Alabama yet again, um, to finally have that victory come against a Nick Saban-led team uh, with this group of guys, as special as they were, um, you know, it, they're, they're going to walk together forever. 
and and have left their mark on the history of Georgia. And, you know, there's some of the names that people will talk about for the next 40 years. And, and hopefully it doesn't take 40 more uh, for a national championship to come back to Athens. But I mean, it's a, it's a special group, and I think that's why Georgia fans appreciate it even more uh, because there's so many great storylines and people that uh, were, were a part of this team and, and led the Bulldogs to that championship. Super Bowl champ John Stinchcomb, we appreciate your time today, John. Thanks so much. Hey, always a pleasure. Love talking football with you, and uh, especially – when it's this time of year, Super Bowls and national championships, it's good times. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Have a great day. John Stenchcomb, talking the talk, man. Leads us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, let's head back to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Georgia Bulldog legend Champ Bailey, the pride of Folkestone and Charlton County. Champ, had to get you on to congratulate you on this honor coming your way, the College Football Hall of Fame induction coming up later this year. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it, guys. How you doing this morning? Man, we're doing well. I'll tell you what I loved about you at Georgia, Champ, was the triple threat, right? I mean, you playing cornerback, obviously, but get a little wide receiver time, kick returner, running track during the offseason, uh, that, that had to be fun for Did you have a deal you cut with Don and that you'd be able to do all these things? <laughs> you know, I get winded thinking about all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, actually, you know, Don and, you know, fortunate enough for me, he was coming into his first year, and he made a lot of promises when he was recruiting me. <laughs> he would let me do all these things. He would let me run track. He would let me play offense, defense, return kicks, punts. And, you know, he stood by his word. I had a phenomenal time when I was in college. I was able to do everything I wanted to do. And it, it just it, – it just, I'm just fortunate enough I had a guy that, you know, he, he stood by his word and he gave me the opportunity to shine. And you got to play with your brother too. Absolutely. Both my brothers. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. So, yeah, you know, one left and the other came in. I was fortunate enough to have that and – you know, the the good thing is, you know, it's really all about being a bulldog, you know. So once Ron became a bulldog, it was everybody knew the path that we were going to take. We just going to follow his footsteps. You know, it always treated us well. That is awesome, man. I know your family loved those days. You cherish those days together. What about yes, now sir. you're getting everybody asking you about playing in the secondary with Kirby Smart? Yeah, right. What was that like? <laughs> I mean, it was great. You know, it, it's funny. Like, he was always a coach on the field. I mean, he saw things that nobody else could see. I mean, he, he definitely got me prepared for most of the time I was there. So, it, it was, you know, it was fortunate enough for us that we had a guy back there that was so sharp. I mean, I never imagined he would become a head coach. But, you know, when you really think about it now, in hindsight, you, you could see how he could become a head coach because he's – he he's just a good leader, you know. He he's smart as hell, and 
you know, uh, and, a, and, a, and, you know, somebody that can really understand what these guys are going through. I think that's why it resonates with them. And you guys had a lot of good talent on those teams. Bobo, the quarterback, you're playing with Heinz Ward, Juan Daniels, Robert Edwards, uh, Matt Stinchcomb. Oh, yeah. We just had John on, Quincy Carter. I mean, you guys oh, wow. were loaded up, man, back during the day. Yeah, we were, man. You know, I was fortunate enough to play with some great football players and some great men. And, you know, all of us, you know, have gone on to do some good things in the sport. And, you know, I'm just glad to see a lot of guys that I played with, you know, having successful coaching careers. Yeah, and, and your NFL career, man, you're, you're already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 12-time Pro Bowler. I, uh, you know, followed your career closely, got started in D.C. But that, those Denver years, you got off to a great start team-wise, you know, in the playoffs, knocking on the door. Then you go through that little downturn. And then at the end of your run in Denver with Peyton Manning aboard, you guys made a real run, uh, made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Tell us about not not so much the game. I don't want to get into that, but just uh, making it to the Super Bowl, being a part of the big game. I mean, it's everything you, you know, you put in all the work for, you know, to be able to play in that ultimate game. I mean, of course, we didn't win it. when uh, That was my last game in my career. But, you know, I think the opportunity, and, you know, I, I began to appreciate it as time went on, you know, get over a loss like that. It's just like, you know, I had my chance, you know, I had a good career. And then what you value most as you get older is the connections you made along the way. So, you know, it, it it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. You know, I'm just fortunate enough to be in a network, you know, full of great people. And, you know, I just continue to, you know, use it the best of my ability and, you know, continue to make more connections. Uh, was the highlight that year taking down the Patriots in the AFC title game? I think so. You know, anytime you can beat a team like that, you know, you, you got to highlight that, you know, I've, I've beaten the Patriots a couple of times in the playoffs and, you know, not many people could say that. And those guys, they, I mean, they had a true dynasty. I mean, six, six Super Bowls in the past 10, 15 years. I mean, that's amazing. So, you know, great run. I think they still got some more left because they got a great coach, but man, those games beating them in the, in the AFC championship game. Yeah, that's definitely a highlight. And you're going to see some Georgia guys uh, like Matthew Stafford playing in this Super Bowl. And and how about your boy Von Miller? Wasn't he with you in Denver? Now he's he's back in the Super Bowl. You know, it's funny, man. Like, you could tell, like, when he got traded to the Rams, I'm just watching him, and I'm like, he's just getting ready for the playoffs. And, man, was I right? Because since the playoffs began, you see another version of him. It's like Vaughn, you know, in 2013, 2014. I mean, 2015. The guy, I mean, the guy's had some amazing years, but I think he's been battling some injuries. He got his body right in this. And I think he's he's definitely one of the reasons they're in the Super Bowl because when he's making plays, then you got Aaron Donald, and then we got another Bulldog on the other side. I mean, to counter that, I mean, these guys are unstoppable. Champ, did you get some joy seeing the Georgia Bulldogs finally win that national championship? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> look, you know, as as being part of this dog family, you know, how much it means to, to have a shot at it. But to win it, I mean, it, 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 it's almost surreal. You know, it's like, dang, did we really win it? 
And I think it's really going to hit home when we we get back next year and able to defend the title. And, you know, I think that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to next year, man. And I'm I'm like Kirby. I'm I'm on the ground running. I'm recruiting. (laughs) You know, we're looking for the future because we got to stack up more of these things. Yeah, that Keely Ringo put uh, icing on the cake with that pick six to end the game. Yeah, and that's that's why he became a dog, man, to make plays like that, big games like that. I mean – this guy was a highly recruited player, and to see him make that play, man, it's, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a dream come true for him. Well, champ, best of luck going into the College Football Hall of Fame later this year. It really makes all of us feel proud and, and feel happy to see you going in there. You, you gave the Bulldog Nation a lot of good memories through the years. And, and, look, we just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing some of that with us. Well, I appreciate you guys. You know, the love has been, you know, amazing from and the feedback I've been getting from everybody in the dog family. I mean, I definitely appreciate it. You know, I'm just glad I could represent that G, you know, anytime, you know, I get an award, I'm always thankful of, you know, being a part of this family. So, you know, I'm grateful, you know, a lot of people helped me get here and, you know, I'll be able to speak on that when I, you know, accept that reward in December. Yeah. We'll look forward to that champ. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Champ Ailey, legendary Bulldog, joining us here on the Buck Baloo Show. We'll come back, wrap things up. Buck Baloo uh, here on the Buck Baloo Show. The fans, 680 and 93.7. The Buck Baloo Show on the fan. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And look, if you missed Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Between 10 and 11, no reason to freak out. Listen on the mobile app anytime, anywhere. And that is brought to you by our friends at Beaver Toyota of Cumming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com. And we've got our 22nd annual Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon that is approaching quickly. We'll have that Friday, February 18th. And we'll be live from the PGA Tour Superstore in Roswell. That's hosted by your favorite 680 The Fan shows. For information on how to make a donation and to check out the incentive items, you can uh, visit 680thefan.com for more information there. Super Bowl coming up in five days. What do you say we hear from the quarterbacks right now? Let's start with our man Matt Stafford and uh, see what he's got on his mind. He's saying the people out there just think they went out and bought a team. You know, I think that's kind of what the outside world probably thinks of us. Um, you know, but for us, we just come into work every single day. Uh, you know, we've got a nothing but guys that want to come in here and work hard um, from the top down. And then we have guys that just fill in and, and do their job every single day. It's been a blast working with those guys, really everybody on this team. Uh, you know, I just pinch myself sometimes thinking about the opportunity I'm getting to do, uh, you know, play this game, you know, in the Super Bowl with with uh, a bunch of great teammates and a bunch of great coaches. 
just uh, just happy for the opportunity. All SEC quarterback battle in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow from LSU. He was asked uh, yesterday what he did to get better reading coverage. You know, every offseason, I kind of work on a little bit of everything. There's not really one or two specific focuses that I have. Um, you know, seeing the field has always been something that has kind of come naturally to me. I'm pretty good at understanding spatial awareness and where everybody is. Um, and so then if you add that with my preparation, you know, I, I'm able to to diagnose the coverage fairly quickly. He's a tough dude, too. He and Stafford, two of the toughest quarterbacks in the National Football League. Can't wait to see the showdown between these quarterbacks coming up on Sunday. I want to invite you to listen to Chuck and Chernoff all week. You've got a chance to win the ultimate cooler just in time for your Super Bowl party. It's the Rugged Road 65 Cooler, Atlanta-based and created by Georgia graduate Spencer Sutlive, and it's the world's lightest high-performance cooler. Listen all week to Chuck and Chernoff for your chance to win, or you can check them out at ruggedroadoutdoors.com. Let's get to the final word. NBA trade deadline coming up 3 o'clock on Thursday. What will the Atlanta Hawks and Travis Slank do? A lot of talk out there. Two guys that won't be moved. Ice cold Trey Young, don't you just know it? And Clint Capella will not be getting moved either, I'm just saying. So don't look for those guys to be going anywhere. I'm, I've had to go out on a limb and say one guy that may get shipped out of here, I'd probably go Gallinari. Maybe try to get another defender in here that can help down in the low post area, defend the rim, that kind of thing. A lot of rumors flying around about Slank maybe kicking the tires on guys like uh, Buddy Heal. Remember him out of Oklahoma? That'd be an all-sooner backcourt if they brought him in here. Bradley Beal, another name that's been floating around. Trade deadline coming up Thursday for the Hawks at 3 o'clock. So I hope they stay put. I like what we've got. Unless it's Gallinari moving on and you're able to solidified defensively with a move like that. Nick and Chris are hanging out at Fairway Social in Alpharetta today. You may have heard of it. Big uh, 13,000 square foot entertainment venue. You can play over 100 of the world's most iconic and beautiful golf courses on 11 state-of-the-art full-swing simulators. The food's awesome. Great place to hang out with buddies. Get on in there and check them out today. Nick and Chris, located in the heart of Alpharetta. They'll be at Fairway Social coming up today. Uh, fun show today. Great having John Stinchcomb and Champ Bailey. Two Super Bowl veterans and legends out of the George Bulldog family. We appreciate them coming in very much. And we also pre- appreciate Road Dog Gillespie, Derek Thomas, Sean Nerney. It's going to do it for the Baloo Show on this Tuesday. Hope you'll join us on Wednesday. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 